Hello and welcome back. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan, and as always, I'm joined by Owen. How's it going? Dillette. Hello. And Josh. What's up? Um, so we have a very special episode created by Dillette, actually. We're going to be talking about that Euro squad for England um, coming this summer in two weeks. It's going to be a very exciting tournament. Um, I think we're all England fans, right? Or not like fans, but like we're just rooting for England. Yeah, we're all no, England. I'm for Portugal. You're going for Portugal, Josh? I, I, you know what? Portugal's good. Portugal's fire. Portugal's going to be good. Portugal's fire. But yeah, um, today, um, Gareth Southgate, the genius himself, came out with the, um, with the 26-man squad. Um, Ollie Watkins has been dropped from that squad. Um, Mason Greenwood pulled himself out. James Ward-Prowse has been cut, including Jesse Lingard, too. Um, Aaron Ramsdale, Ben White, and Ben Godfrey. Um, so what are your thoughts on who was left out of the squad, Dillette? Um, oh, came to me first, put me right in the hot seat. Yeah. Um, big one, biggest one actually probably was, uh, uh, Lingardino. Yeah, probably, probably Lingard. Maybe James Ward Prowse, just because that's such a boring, that's a boring one. I didn't want him there. Um, surprisingly, I think, I think he did pretty well, Southgate with the selection. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Owen, your thoughts? Ollie Watkins, his exclusion was a bad one. I'll say that. Yeah, I would have dropped it right back. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Ollie Watkins. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a horrible squad. I think it's pretty good. I do, My only I issue, do, I do question uh, Calvin Phillips. I mean, I think he's a good player. I just, oh no, oh. they need him to back up. Um, Henderson and Declan Rice, and he's a deep line playmaker too, which Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson are not. Yeah, if you if you get if you told me to name England's best twenty six players, I wouldn't have Calvin Phillips, but it, yeah, need him. If you name their best like CDMs, and he's there, I'm including that clip just for the sunglasses. Yeah, I just found him in my desk. <laughs> the podcast listeners will know what we're talking about. TikTok will know. TikTok will know. Check us out on TikTok at the Kitman Podcast. Um, yeah. My right main backs. issue with the squad is that there's four right backs and four center backs. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the right backs. I personally would have dropped Trippier. And honestly, I would have heavily considered dropping Trent from that squad. I would, I would never. I would never go near that that decision. Here, here's my thing. Trent is a very, very, very good right back, but he's not a great defender and he's not very great positionally. So my issue is if you have your right back absolutely sending it forward, yes, he's offering a lot on offense, but you're giving up a lot on defense. And if you play Trent, you're probably going to play Chilwell and not Shaw, who's more defensively minded. And at that point, you're just going to have Maguire and Stones back there who are not very fast or honestly very good to put up with the likes of like Benzema, Mbappe, uh, Ronaldo, Br Bruno, F Felix. Um, so you're going to have to play a three in the back and then you're going to drop 
one of your either midfield positions or attacking positions. And looking at the England midfield and attack, do I want to lose a position where I could put in Foden, Mount, Sterling, Sancho, Rashford, um, Phil, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, um, Jordan Henderson. So I would have considered dropping Trent. I wouldn't have gone through with it, but I can understand why Garrett Southgate or why there were rumors around Southgate considering dropping Trent. And that, that's just because you would have to kind of fo- play a five in the back because you don't have a Virgil van Dyke um, back there to clean everything up. I and mean, we've seen how Liverpool have performed earlier this year without a good center back pairing with Quebec and, um, and Phillips. So if you're playing Trent, you're probably going to play Chilwell. You're probably going to have to play three center backs and you're losing one of those talented attacking positions. So, but I I would have got in the end, dropped Trippier and kept Trent in the squad. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. England do play three at the back anyways, for most of their games. That's the other thing is who are you going to have playing that third center back spot? Are you going to put Kyle Walker there? Probably not. Are you going to put Tyrone Mings there? No, 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 no. I think Kyle Walker's the third center back, like pretty solidified. I I just don't like him there. Hmm. I guess I don't think I don't think England have a a, a player more suited to right center back though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Dillette, who who would you who would you have dropped to keep Ollie Watkins in the squad? Easily Trippier. Yeah, Josh. I, I think Trippier is definitely a, Trippier has a way more. Like you drop need three team. keepers. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I was also questioning that. I probably would drop Dean Henderson. I'm I would sure drop Johnstone. Oh yeah, bro. If you're dropping somebody, it's definitely not Dean Henderson. Yeah, dude. Okay, but nah. Three keepers is standard for international tournaments. Yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah. But my thing is, Dean Henderson sometimes like forces the extravagant save, and he like do something acrobatic, and then. It'll keep the ball in play. And then a lot of time from United, they've scored off of that. Or been scored on. Yeah, I, w- I definitely wouldn't start him. But I think he's a good backup. It'll be good for him to get experience. I could definitely see him being England's number one in like... In a, in, yeah, soon, but not, not now. Owen, what about you? Would you have kept Southgate's squad? Changed it up a little. Or just the defense. Just the defense? Um, I, I I don't like the the amount of like the right wings and I mean uh, right backs and center backs, but they can't they got a lot of depth there, which I guess is good. But I wouldn't change really anything. They got a lot of depth at center back, but not a lot of stars at center back. Dude, my issue with the center backs isn't even the fact that they chose four. I don't even think they chose their best four. I I'm like if I was making the team, I would have. Definitely had Kansas or Tamori ahead of Fofana both. too, bro. Isn't he French? I swear he's English. Bro, you love Fofana way too much. I, I don't even think he's English. But all right, regardless, uh, I, I don't think, uh, what is it? Ming? Oh, shit, he is French. I thought he was English. <laughs> Ming, Cody, and I think, was it, did they take Ben Godfrey? Yeah, they took Godfrey. Godfrey yeah. is overhyped, bro. Godfrey is so overhyped. I think he's decent, but still, I would have taken Tamori and uh, and Kansas ahead of all three of them as the, as that third and fourth center back option. I agree. But yeah, all right. Um, that is that sounds like defense wrapped up. 
I'm worried for their midfield because Jordan Henderson isn't fit yet. That is true. And he's like the, the main guy in midfield for them. What are you talking about? They got Mason Mount. That's all they need. He's not a CDM. They got some. Declan Rice. You can't play one CDM with that back line. To be fair. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You have to play two CDMs, bro. (laughs) If they had a better back line, then I would have loved to see, like, Declan Rice behind uh, Bellingham and Mason Mount together. But I don't think think we're going to be able to see that. The one good thing about this midfield is that England can throw so many different formations and, and player switches at the opposing team that they're not going to be sure how to deal with it. Because Foden plays across the midfield, left wing, right wing. Mount can drift out wide and play across the midfield. Saka can play right wing, left wing, and Cam. Bellingham can push forward, and he plays – and he can still um, be a box-to-box midfielder. Kane often drops in. I don't know if he will – but Kane will also drop in sometimes as a false nine. Sterling can switch over to the right. Rashford can switch over to the right. So they can, like, switch things up a lot. Grealish can play in the middle. Grealish plays in the middle. I forgot. Yeah, I didn't get to Grealish. I mean, yeah, there's – I mean, not even just, like, having how they, like, start, but how they play. They could play an extremely versatile kind of formation to where they interchange positions. So, you know, they don't – they're not set to a certain area. That also raises the question of do they even have a, a best 11 and a best formation? I don't think they have a set best 11, which is a good thing and a bad thing. That's what I was about to say. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Hmm. Owen, what would you switch up? On the midfield? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be saying anything new. I, I think it was right to drop James Ward-Prowse. Like, he's really only in for, like, his set-piece ability. Yeah. And, I mean, you have yeah. you have so Mount, you have Trent, so you have... So many free kick takers. Kane. Yeah, you have Kane, you have Grealish, you have you have all those players. Yeah, what sells, what sells ideal midfield three for them? Because, honestly, if everyone's fit, I'm probably just going standard Mason Mount at the 10 in front of Hendo and Declan Rice. Yeah. Rohan, instead. Rohan, yeah, Rohan, you're pondering right now. Yeah, I was pondering. But, yeah, I would, I, I, I'd go Henderson, um, Rice, but Mount slash Foden, Foden slash Mount. You'd have Mount ahead of him? I don't know, dude. I don't think uh, – uh, maybe maybe this is my Mason Mount bias, but I don't know if, uh, if Foden's going to be doing enough in there. I don't think Foden's a great cam. I think Mount's a better cam. Foden's yeah. better box to box or on the wing. Um, I don't know about box to box, but definitely on the wing. I'll I'll give him on the wing. Which yeah, I guess- but like, is he gonna go in ahead of Sancho, Grealish, Rashford, and Sterling? So that's kind of also where their versatility hurts them. Yeah, it's like you can't get your necessarily quote unquote best eleven on the field. And it'll end up coming down to balance, which kind of goes to the front three. Because obviously we know Kane's going to be up top. That that one's set in stone. But, like, who do you have on the left? And then who do you have on the right? Because in my opinion, their best player on the left is Grealish and their best player on the right is Sancho. But you have but, to consider who you're playing. 
but uh, yeah, obviously that, but neither of them are going to make runs in behind. Neither of them are going to like, they're not going to do what Rashford or Sterling is going to do is what I'm saying, basically. Yeah, no, I agree. Like Rashford's going to get in behind. Sterling's going to get in behind. Um, my thing is Sterling and Rashford lose the ball, both of them, a lot, a lot. They lose, they get dispossessed a lot, like at least three, four times a game. For the sake of ball retention, even, they're probably going to have to – they're not going to be able to start both of them, at least. No, not at all. Josh, how do you feel? Do you think you think they should stick with Rashford starting at the wing? I struggle with that. I mean, just as, as a United fan, I want to. Um, but as a fan of Jack Grealish. Yeah. Well, I also – I feel like I haven't really seen Grealish play for the national team much, so I can't really say how much I'd – where I'd put him. But if he plays anywhere like he does not you know, for Villa – I would put him on there on the left instead of Rashford. But that's the thing is one one thing that's not like a another thing is that Rashford isn't a bad like sub. That's true. He does well when he comes off the bench too. The 90th minute. But that's that's the thing is how effective is Grealish gonna be? Because at Villa, he gets a lot, a lot of touches on the ball. He's the go-to at Villa. He's always the number one option. He gets the opportunity to make a lot of plays. So how's he going to do with not as many touches, not as many um, opportunities to drive forward, um, and being not necessarily the number one option? I I, I don't know how he's going to play. Is he um, gonna, yeah, that goes effective okay. because he's not that number one spot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, like Everything goes through him at Villa, but when you have such a talented squad like England, you, you have to go through Kane. You have to go through Sancho. You have to go through Sterling. You have to go through Mount. You have to go through Foden. You have to go through Henderson and Rice. I don't think and I, the wingbacks are going to be bombing forward too. I don't think it's going to bring down his quality of play. I think he's still going to play good. He'll still have – I think it'll be equal to – or if not better to what he's doing at Villa because he'll still have – He'll still be making those runs and making those plays, but he'll just have um, more people receiving it on the other end and better service to him. So I think he'll just be able yeah, to but to, to like counter your argument though is that he might struggle to get involved. You yeah, know? that's what I'm saying. That's that's a difficult thing to do sometimes when there's so much quality on a team. Right. I'm thinking of it how. Uh, I mean, you have your point guard in basketball. He's taking the ball up. And then if you look at this England attack, you have Mount who does that for Chelsea. Saka who wouldn't be starting, but Saka does that for Arsenal. Foden doesn't do that for City just because they kind of already have that super team aspect to it where he's not going to be on the ball 24-7. But then Sancho does that for Dortmund as well. And then you have everybody on the ball. And That's what I'm saying. Like, like You have a lot so, of on-the-ball players. Yeah. And I think that's where Sterling – kind of edges out Rashford is Sterling's use to yes a lot of touches but a lot of smart passes yes Sterling takes way too long on the ball way too long but in the attacking third he does always try to make the right pass it doesn't necessarily go through because he doesn't have like the vision or whatever but he does try and make the correct pass he plays 
I, I guess if, in terms of Johan Cruyff, he plays the correct way. I, I, but that's not Southgate's way at all. You don't know the way I think Sterling plays? I think he sucks. Okay. That's the way that he plays. He just sucks. If his, if he didn't already do, like, work for England, I don't think he would have gotten called up. If he was in a situation where it was, like, how – uh. Like if he had to play well or if he had to play well this season and it was judged based off of just that and he had like no prior England background, he wouldn't be touching the squad right now based off the season he just had. I mean, he did he did have a forgettable season, but he was only, I think, just going off goals and assists, he was six goals off of Rashford, I think. Okay, but going off of you watch City every week. Yeah, no, he 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 had a stinker of a season. Yeah. It's not even just like his output is because his output isn't terrible. It's just he doesn't seem to play as good as he used to, like in any aspect at all. I personally don't really enjoy like just as a fan, I don't really enjoy watching him. I enjoy watching City play. I don't enjoy watching Sterling though. This yeah, season, aside from going against Trent. He hasn't really been winning those one-on-ones that he, like, based his entire career off of. Like, what he was doing back at Liverpool and in, like, the first two cities a season. At, at season at City. Yeah. I mean, and that's just because Trent's, like, a god-awful defender. <laughs> Who do you guys think is winning the Euros? Delight- g- give, me, give, me your, give me y'all's top five. Dude, yeah. You're crazy if you think I have five countries off the back of my head with good teams. Honestly, I, I'm going to back Belgium for this one. I'll give you my really? top I'll give you my top one, yeah. I'm a back Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Where's England? Probably like fifth. Dude, it's England. Okay. I, I like I'm going France number one. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, that's just cheating. France that's is like the, France is the international equivalent of Man City, bro. Except they don't they don't use oil money, they just use African immigration. Yeah. <laughs> I I I think mine is France, Portugal, England, Germany, Belgium. You have Germany up there? Yeah. Yeah. Like I know Germany's kind of washed, but like the talent in that squad. Dude, they're so washed. But like I I mean, I guess the German just scored a the winner in the final, so why not? Oh yeah, that's. Bro, I'd say, I'd say like by the time the not like this next like next year's World Cup, but the next World Cup after that, I think they'll be a solid team, like a very good team. Germany, the twenty twenty six, yeah. Why all their players are old? There's a new generation. Timo, name one German defender youngster in the midfield and one. You got me there. A lot of yeah. criteria. Huh? That was a lot of criteria right there at once. Yeah. <laughs> that was two things. <laughs> I mean, other than, like, the guys that are already good, they, I don't think they have Yeah, much. like, who do they have? But, I mean, you never know with the young talent, you know? That's also true, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some, some 21-year-old German that's going to have a good season next year and then sign for Bayern and then win the league with Bayern and then be good. Just stat pad that resume. Yeah. <laughs> With DFB Polkel, the Bundesliga trophy, Champions League run. 
Nah, dude, I was excited for the Netherlands this season, though. But I was Vert- too, but I just don't think they have enough in Vert- the Vert- attack. Vert- yeah, no VVD either. Yeah. All right. Any other, any other Euro takes? I I think Portugal. I think it'll be Portugal and France, but Portugal strong. I want I want Portugal, man. That group of death is tough, though. That group of death is tough. Who's in that one again? Like I. I really don't know who's going to get out of it because yeah, I haven't even seen the groups. Who, who is the group? Yeah, I haven't seen the groups. I'm looking them up right now. The group of death is. Um, I, I believe it is. France, Germany, Hungary, and Portugal. Well, Hungary's out of that. Hungary's. Yeah. Yeah, Hungary. Hungary's a goner. I'll be honest. Hey, bro, don't don't count out uh the kid from Red Bull Leipzig. Oh, Zabowski or whatever. Zabowski. I think he has what it takes to grab to grab it off Germany. Also, I don't know how much of a factor this will play, but I believe Hungary is one of the only countries that will allow full capacity at their stadiums. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's top of the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hungary just won. They just won the Euros. Yeah, they just won the Euros, bro. But no, I, 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 I don't know who's gonna not make it out of that group because let's import like if you drop one game or like draw once with Hungary, like it's kind of over for you unless you gotta beat Hungary. The other team like slips up because I think it'll be France and Portugal coming out of that group, mm-hmm. but it'll be a very very close group aside from Hungary. Will most likely have like one point, but yeah, that concludes our England Euro 2021 episode. Um, thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you in the next one.